the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show and you know, friends, family, and new listeners. I welcome you to this show. It's been on for 14 years, and uh, it's very exciting. And I have a really great message that the Lord has given me for this week, and I, I'm so looking forward to sharing it with you. Um, God is in control, but can we really trust him? And that's the question. So I'm on Facebook Live, and I'll be on YouTube uh, Live also. And I'm just saying that uh, this week I have been dealing with a family member. And you know what they say is is the toughest things that we go through, the highest uh, stress would be losing your home, moving, losing your job, or divorce. Those are the top four uh, items. I guess losing a child would be in there too. Um, but four out of those five are top stressors. How about if a person is going through four out of those five all at once? Now, you think you've got it bad. You think that you've got it tough, and you do. If you think you do, you do have it tough, and you're going through a trying time. Or you're on the other side of that, and you've been there, and now you're at a highlight of your life. Someone's getting married. Someone's having a baby. Uh, you know, these positive things that we also experience because we have our highs and our lows on any given day and given them week and year and so on. But when you really have these stressors, you have these things that you just feel like they're way bigger, way bigger than you can handle. Have you experienced that personally? I bet you have. I bet there's been times in your life where you just felt like, there is no way I'm going to be able to get through this. And maybe you're going through that right now, like my family member. Um, and, and me on the other side, I'm watching this, and even though I've had troubles and tribulations and circumstances that were out of my control, as these are, you know, we have to get through it somehow. And how do we get through it? How do we, you know, like I always ask why, you know, it's like, why God? Why me? Why now? You know, it's like, why? And sometimes we just, it's not for us to understand. Sometimes maybe down the road, we go aha moment, you know, we say, oh, now I understand. Or maybe we don't and we never will. And then we get to the, you know, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God why. But then when you get to heaven, maybe it's not going to matter anymore, right? I mean, maybe when we get there, it's not really going to matter. What's going to matter is what's ahead. So what I've told my family member is we need to focus on what we have control over. What, what are things that we can do something about we have a choice on what we believe. We have a choice on what we think about, what we speak about, what we pray about. We have choices in these things. 
can we control another person? Can we control our boss? Can we control the president of the United States? No. The answer is no, at least for me. The answer would be no. Maybe you do have some power there. I know for me I don't, and most of the people listening here probably don't. On the other side, you know, I'm a CEO, president of a company, and do I have control over my employees and how they believe and what they think? No, I don't. And that just came to my head right now because I have both on my spectrum of who's listening to this show. And God wants to speak to each and every one of you. And I'm hoping that the message that is delivered is coming from him, not me. I base things on my experience on how I feel because, you know, the Lord says that, you know, talk about your story, talk about it because you're a testimony and what you find out, you know, God makes messages out of our messes. Does he not? He does. But only if we allow that. There's some people that are holding so tight to their story, their troubles, because maybe they're ashamed or they feel unworthy or they feel like it doesn't matter. It does. You matter. You are valuable. You are, you are valuable in his sight. So this is what I've been experiencing in the last couple of months, and my heart is just hurting so bad for the people I have in my life that are hurting, that feel alone, that are depressed for real good reason. They, they have a reason for being down because life is just coming at them. And what I say is focus on what you can do something about. Focus on getting up in the morning and taking a shower and getting dressed. Get a haircut. Do whatever it takes to just feel better about you and understand that God loves you and that you are valuable and you are precious in his sight, that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Focus on these things because it's going to help you with your belief system, your faith, when you're feeling like everything is tackling you, everything is bringing you down. I have both people I know that are listening right now. I have both sides of the spectrum because that's what happens in life, isn't it? So I, I opened up my one of my favorite books, In Jesus Calling, and so many people have reached out to me to say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that you mentioned this book. I went, got this book, and I read it every day, and it just helps me just understand God and understand who he is and what he wants out of my life and how he puts such worthiness and value into my life. He's breathed into my life. And here's what it said for today. Understanding will never bring you peace. How many of us want to just understand why God, why God? But it's not going to bring us peace. That's why I have instructed you. This is God, Jesus, talking to you. That's why I have instructed you to trust in me, meaning him. Not in your understanding. Don't trust your understanding. Trust me. That's what he's saying. Human beings have a voracious appetite for trying to figure things out in order to gain a sense of mastery over their lives. But the world presents you with an endless series of problems. As soon as you master one set, another pops up to challenge you. The relief you had anticipated is short-lived. Soon your mind is gearing up again, searching for understanding, mastery, instead of seeking me, your master. That's the key. Last week or two weeks ago, I talked about that. That was my show. I was talking about the keys that the Lord spoke to me because I couldn't find mine. And those keys were access, entry to my condo, to my home, to oh, everything else that I have going on. And I couldn't find my keys. And he said, you need the keys to me. And that was two weeks ago. You can look it up. 
Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Please, I, I really invite you in to look up this website and get what's there for you because it's for you. It's free for you. And it will help you in your life one step at a time. The wisest of all men, Solomon, could never think his way through to peace. His vast understanding resulted in feelings of futility rather than in fulfillment. Finally, he lost his way and succumbed to the will of his wives by worshiping idols. Can you res- Does that resonate with you? Are you doing that? Do you have things other than God that take your time and attention away from what you really most likely should be focused on? My peace is not an elusive goal hidden at the center of some complicated maze. Actually, you are always enveloped in peace, which is inherent in my presence. As you look to me, you gain awareness of this precious peace. Listener, let me ask you, do you have peace? Do you have peace that transcends all understanding? If you do not, maybe this is your key. Maybe this is what you've been missing. It's this simple. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. This is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Trust in the Lord with all, not a little bit, all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways, not some of your ways, you have to do an account of your ways. What are your ways? What are your habits? Acknowledge him. Let him be first in your life. And he will make your path straight. You know, we have these, these T's in the road. We, have, we could go right. We could go left. We could go straight up. We could go down or diagonal. But he's saying that he will make our path straight. What's the quickest way? Straight. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1. I like to give the scripture address. So if you don't believe me and you want to read the word directly from your Bible, it's right there in front of you. And uh, you can replay this um, because it becomes a podcast after the live And you can go back and you can listen to the podcast to get the strength and to get these words inside of you. You know, in Matthew, it says that you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind has such power and your words have such power. Be careful. Be careful what you speak out of your mouth. Be careful. Hold your tongue captive. If you feel like saying something and blurting something out that you know might cause some problem, Maybe you should just hold, hold your tongue, count to 10, whatever you need to do. That's wise and discerning. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. Second Thessalonians 316. I had a friend of mine, I was going through a 1031 and I, I, you know, it was more money than I've ever had to deal with. And it was a God gift and he was watching how I did what I did with it. And I knew that. And I had a 1031, which is a timed decision. And I had to get so much education in a very limited amount of time. Plus I had to find a property to do like exchange. And uh, some of you have been through this and you know what I'm talking about. You're nodding your head and some of you are going, I have no idea what you're talking about and that's okay. 
the point is, is that it was the highest stress. I've lost lots of hair over that time frame because it was so stressful. And this friend didn't understand the stress I was under. And all she could say to me is, you don't have peace right now. You're right. I don't have peace right now. And it doesn't mean that I don't have peace in God. I didn't have faith in my ability to make a decision that God put me in charge of. And so even though I was stressed because I felt time pressure, there was a peace, but there was this other thing called decision-making that I felt I had to make a decision. So I have peace, but yet I don't feel equipped. And so I had to get the equipped uh, information so that I could make a knowledgeable decision. And so I felt like that was kind of harsh of this friend to say to me, because she's not experienced what I was experiencing, and it felt judgmental, and it felt insensitive. So for me, with that friend, I just, I had to pull away, because that wasn't helping me in my confidence level, number one, it was, it was causing a a negative factor in this thing that I always, I already felt was, uh, even though I trusted God had me and he was going to put people and information into my lap, I had to be open to that. And sometimes you can have people in your life that are going to close the openness that you might have because you feel like you need to protect yourself. And when you're truly trusting the Lord, you have to be vulnerable, don't you? You have to be vulnerable to receive what God has for you. And you have to put yourself in that vulnerable state and know beyond know that he's got you. I was talking to a friend about that. And I've got these people in my life right now that I just am so thankful for. And they'll say, I got you. I got you. And I just love that. I got you. Um, it just does something to my inner soul. And I know God has me. He's got me. He's got me because he created me. And he created you. And he's got you. And I, there's just this peace that comes over me knowing that he's got me and he's got you. He's got you right where you are. So my, my, my family member, I told him, I said, you need to get up. You need to take a shower. You need to get a haircut. You need to, you know, do your wash and, and, and just get focused on the day and just focus on not what is happening, not all of this evil, ugly stuff that's happening that you have no control over, but focus on what you can do something about. You can get yourself out of bed. You can take a shower. You can be looking for a job. You can be looking for opportunities. You can spend time with your children and teach them, you know, teach them something. Teach them what God's teaching you. So the message is that God is in control and we can trust him. And that might be difficult for some of you that are listening right now. You might not have a relationship with the Lord. And you don't have to clean up your act. Isn't that really nice to know that you don't have to clean up your act, that he loves you right where you are right now, and that his grace is sufficient for you. Grace, acronym for grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. He died for you. When I totally learned that, that Christ died for me, I was so feeling unworthy of everything. I felt like I made bad choices, which we do make bad choices. And I felt like things that happened to me, I felt like, could I have done something different? Did I have a place in that? Or was that just totally out of control? And I was a little girl. And, you know, did I have anything to do with that? But I felt unworthy to receive what God had for me. I felt unworthy to receive anything anybody had for me. I wasn't worthy of love. I wasn't worthy of forgiveness. I wasn't worthy of grace. And things changed when I realized that Christ died 
that God sent his only son to die in my place to wash me of all my sins so that I could live a beautiful, wonderful life. And then what am I going to do with that? Once I know that, what am I going to do with that? Hopefully, I'm going to be worthy of what he died for. Hopefully, I'm going to live a life that he's going to be pleased with. And I'm not going to know that till I, till I reach heaven. And uh, he says, good, well done, faithful servant. And that's what I'm striving for. What are you striving for? Here's what he says. Trust me by relinquishing control into my hands. Let go and recognize that I am God. This is my word. I made it and I control it. Yours is a responsive part in the litany of love. I search among my children for receptivity to me. Guard well this gift that I have planted in your heart. Nurture it with the light of my presence. When you bring me prayer requests, lay out your concerns before me. Speak to me candidly. Pour out your heart. Then thank me for the answers that I have set into motion long before you can discern results. This is called believing. You know, you're putting it up there. You know, he says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. That's what he says in his word. And it's true today as it was tomorrow. And I mean, as it was yesterday and will be tomorrow. It's true forever. So you don't see the results right now, but you believe when you put it out there that it's already happened. You believe because you trust him and you know that he's got you. He's got you. If you keep on stating your concerns to me, you will live in a state of tension. When you thank me for how I am answering your prayers, your mindset becomes much more positive. That was a key right there, wasn't it? That's a key. Did you get that? Thankful prayers keep your focus on my presence and my promises. Let be and be still and know, and in parentheses, recognize and understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalm 4610. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to prayer. Are we doing that? Can you do an assessment of yourself? And could you pray more? Could you read the word more? My answer is always going to be yes, I could do more of it, no matter how much I do, no matter how faithful I am. And I could always do better. I can do better. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. His promises. You know, I have a book on promises. I I wondered if there was one, and I'm thinking, of course, there's got to be at least one. And it was funny. I went to my daughter's house, and she says, a mother-daughter promise book. And I thought that was so good. It's a devotion of God's promises for mothers and daughters. And I thought, how neat. I want that because she's my daughter and she's got two daughters. And so she's reading it for her, for her being the mommy and and her daughters, which is my granddaughters, of course. And I want to read it because I'm mommy, she's daughter, and then she has daughters. And so I want to pay it forward and I want to, I want to breathe the same thing that she's reading about God's promises. I want to breathe that into my granddaughters also. And, you know, I always strived, I wanted to be the loving, compassionate mom who, if I made a promise, I kept it, that my word is my word. Uh, I want to do that for my granddaughters too. And uh, that's a, a noble desire. 
And if you have that desire, I hope you do, if you're a mommy, that you want to be the best mommy and the best Christian and the best wife, if you're a wife, and the best sister and auntie. You want you want to be the best of all of those things, and, and God teaches you. Will you fall short? I'm going to tell you right now, I have. And, you know, there, it, it does cause damage when you make mistakes. But if you go and you ask forgiveness and recognize um, your your mistakes, then, then that's a really healthy thing. Um, I'm working on another situation right now where my family means so much to me and my family is deep and wide and I I just want to make sure that it's in good standing. I don't want to leave this earth with anyone feeling bad or that I've done something wrong. I mean, as much as possible, I want to have peace with everyone in my world. It's an It's a noble cause also and it's not easy sometimes, you know. So number one, because God is in control, we can trust him in all circumstances. Okay, if I just stop right there, would you say that that's true for you? Because God is in control. Is he in control? Is he in control of your life? That's a question you need to ask yourself, and it's a belief system that you create, that you believe in. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Go to Sufri's, spelt like fries, Warren.com. There is uh, three pages of I am's on there, which says who God thinks you are. He says that you're victorious. Do you feel victorious right now? So you speak that over your life. Say, I'm victorious in Jesus' name. I'm victorious in Jesus' name, even though you don't feel like it and you, you, you have things in front of you that are saying, no, you're not victorious right now, but you are victorious because you put it in your head and you're just believing that. And it's amazing what happens when you truly believe these things that you're speaking out of, oops, speaking out of your mouth. I'm using my hands. I talk with my hands. Sorry about that. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. I know some of you right now are feeling consumed. You're feeling like it's overwhelming and there's just no way out. There is a way out, and it's called God. It's trusting in him. He's got you. God doesn't promise us that he will never go through hard times, that we will never go through hard times. But he promises us that he himself, Lord of the universe, will be right there with us to strengthen, keep, and protect us. God's control of all things ensures that our circumstances will not overwhelm us, no matter how much they feel like they might. And I think of my my friend or my family member that I was talking about, and I'm going to have to read this to him, and I'm hoping he's going to listen to the show because it might bring him a little bit of hope, and it might bring him a little comfort to just know that it is overwhelming. Any one of these stressors is enough to just send you over the edge, but we can't allow that to happen because then the devil wins. We need to stand firm and tall in our belief system to understand that God has us and his promises are true today and tomorrow and forever. And he's got you. He's got me. He's got you. Number two, because of God's control, we can trust him for our future. Who are you trusting for your future? I spent the, my weekend with this, my girlfriend and uh, I asked her, I said, give me what your visual of your plan is for the next two years, three years, five year plan. And she was saying all this extracurricular stuff. And I said, no, 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 explain your plan. What, what does it look like? What does your life look like two, three, five years from now? Many are the plans in the mind of man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That's not the, um, the scripture is a little different for me in the NIV version, but, but still it. He, he wants us to have a hope and he wants us to have a future. So do you want to have a hope? Do you want to have a future? You know, he wants to have that. He wants to, you to be assured that you will have that. 
but you got to trust him and put him first in your life. So thank you so much for listening today. And uh, we will be back with part two right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion. Learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's Sue, F-R-I-E-S.com, SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Cola Termite Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. 14 years on the air. It's hard to believe that 14 years has passed by. Uh, when I was asked to do the show, I said, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to call it? And 14 years later, I still have new lessons that God's teaching me and hopefully uh, his lessons are helping you, too, by me verbalizing with vulnerability and transparency uh, what what's going on in Sue Freeze's life. And um, I'm just hoping that you hear the heart of the Lord through me because he loves you and he wants you. And uh, E. coli termite and pest control is there to provide termite and pest control, insulation and rodent control. We are hiring. Uh, so if you know anybody that is looking for a career, not a job, uh, go to termitelady.com and um, there is an application there that you can fill out, and then we'll talk to you. And it's a great career. I've been in it 43 years, and I can say that I never woke up one morning and said, oh, I want to be in the pest control business. But I can tell you that it has been so wonderful. And it's such a noble thing to be taking care of people's most expensive investment, their home. So um, thank you again, E. coli, termite, and pest control. And uh, that's all i got to say about that. All right. So um, part one was talking, and I'm going to just continue on on this, this thing, is uh, God is in control. We can trust him. And part one was excellent. It really was. And it wasn't me. It was God through me. And, uh, you know, it really gave the basis. So if you are tuning in to part two and you missed part one, I highly recommend you go back 
and uh, get part one because it will help you understand the substance that we're talking about. But I'm going to continue on and, uh, you know, um, putting God first and understanding how he has us is really important. And so number one was because God is in control, we can trust him in all circumstances. First of all, you would have to understand that he is in control that you're not. You might think you are. And sometimes we can take, you know, Jesus take the wheel. We can, we can say that we've taken the wheel because, ah, this is, this is not too much for me. I can handle it myself. But really, he's much better, and I can tell you this firsthand, he's much better at dealing with anything we have coming our way. But how about in those really tough times to where it's overwhelming, where you just have more than you can handle, and you know it's more than you can handle, and only God could get you through it. Um, this is what we're talking about. Um, for, for instance, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. This is so good. And God's control of all things ensures that our circumstances will not overwhelm us, no matter how much they feel like they might. And that could be you right now. So number two is, because of God's control, we can trust him for our future. Many are the plans in the mind of man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that we'll stand. For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord talking, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. How many of you want to understand you have a bright future and you have a hope? That's what this is saying. God has good plans for us, plans to bless his children abundantly. And because of his sovereignty, nothing can stop him from filling those plans. So keep praying and asking him to pour out his abundant goodness upon you. Would you like his abundant goodness? I will. I do. I'm going to put my hand up for that one because I want that. I want abundant goodness. Things happen, right? And we don't always understand why. We don't have the why. And I'm always a why person. You know, I always try to tell my kids, my grandkids, the why, by why I want them to wait and hold my hand before they cross the street. Well, why, Grandma? Why, Gigi? Because I love you so much and I don't want you to get hurt. And I'm here to protect you. And I want you to stand close to me. I don't want you to get near the pool because you could fall in. And I, I don't want that to happen to you because I love you so much. And I'm, I'm put in a position of protection. I want to protect you from anything that could happen as much as I can. And isn't that what the Lord feels? The Lord wants to protect you. The Lord wants to guide you. And how does he do that? His word. His word tells us. Number three, we can trust God for our children and our grandchildren. The children of your servant shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. Psalm 102, 8. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Psalm 112, 1 and 2. Nothing is more important to parents and grandparents than their children's and their grandchildren's salvation and well-being. These verses encourage me so much, and they continually move me to pray for my descendants. I'm so right there. I'm so right there. You know, my kids were so important that they had a relationship with our Heavenly Father because I didn't learn about all of this until a little later in life, and my kids grew up understanding God and his love for them and that he created them for a specific purpose, and I couldn't wait to see what God was going to do in their lives. And it was exciting for me, and I just wanted to guide and coach and train them up in the way they shall go. And both of my kids understand and love the Lord. And it, it blesses me beyond measure to see that and to see them with grand, their, their children, my grandkids, and how they're raising them up 
and how, you know, they pray before meals and that they talk about the love of the Lord and forgiveness and sharing and being kind and considerate and compassionate at three years old, two years old, three months old. You know, it's it's amazing to see, you know, the lessons that I have put forth and how it's ripple effect going down and down and it's it's really up and up you know i think down and down because of ages being you know younger ages but really it's just lifting up the lord and it just feels so good to be around them it just blesses the socks off me no matter what our children are going through remember that god's got everything in his hand keep praying and trusting him for your family and loved ones and i do that i have to put it in his hands because you know parents we're not always going to be there you have from 1 to 18 and not even that. Let's say you have 1 to 12, okay? Because when they get into the social arena of 13 on those teenage years, uh, things change, don't they? So what we do in the 1 to 12 um, realm is when you have them, you have their undevoted attention uh, to train them up. And I tell you, the better you do in the 1 to 12, the easier you're going to have it from the 13 to when they get their driver's license and you hand those keys over and then trust really begins, okay? Because you have to put your trust and faith in the Lord, at least I did, because I, I wasn't right there. I, you know, they had the freedom to put people in their car and they had freedom to go where they wanted and Oh, the curfews and the the good choices that they need to make now because you're not there. You're in their ear, in their mind, but you're not right there, you know. So you have to train them up. And when they're suffering, when they're in pain, when they're not sure of what to do, they need to know where to go, their resources. I have friends that they've kind of fallen away, okay, and they've got children and they're in a divorce and these kids are 12 and 14. And I'm, I'm saying to this person, I'm saying, you know, with your time, your time with them, you can be the Santa Claus, you can be the, the good parent, the fun parent, but you also have a responsibility and obligation to them to let them know that when you're not there, where are they going to go when they have bullying, when they have uh, you know, things that are happening where they don't know how to handle it. Where are they going to go? What resources do they have if daddy or mommy is not available? And you need to teach them these things. Right now, the three-year-old, I want them, I want her to know her last name. I want her to know the phone number. She needs to know that. You know, immediate, um, you know, when you say come here, it shouldn't be I'm counting to 10 for them to come. You say their name one time and they need to come. Why? It's a safety issue. You might only have one time to say that come here and they need to immediately respond to you. It's an immediate response. And that's a disciplined parents. All parents, as they're young, they need to understand that when you say come here, that they come. And when you say their name, they don't ignore you. They need to turn to you. I'm going to change notes just for a second as I have a horse. I'm learning so much about discipline with my relationship with my horse because my horse needs to respect me. My horse can't turn its butt to me. My horse has to have one ear on me all the time. You know, they're going around in a circle and I have to watch to make sure that ear that I have their undivided attention during their training because that gives me control over what's happening and there has to be a mutual respect a mutual respect, and there has to be somebody that's the um, the leader, the person that's the leader, and that trust has to be built, and your children need to know that you are the leader and that that trust needs to be there. 
It's very important, and it's amazing what I'm learning with this horse uh, training that I'm getting. It's um, very – I have to be very patient. I have to be calm, and I have to understand what is happening with that person, with the horse, so that I understand what I need to do to correct it. With our children, we need to understand a little bit about what's going on, but they need to understand how important this discipline is. It's disciple. Discipline is disciple. Number four, we can forgive and love those who sin against us. Now, this is not easy, is it? To forgive people is not easy. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for I am I'm sorry, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus, he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So even though his brothers um, really uh, betrayed him because of God, not because of his own, but because of God, He understood the purpose. He understood the bigger picture. And he understood what he needed to do out of obedience to receive the blessing. And he did exactly that. Jesus commands to love our enemies, bless those who curse us, and do good to those who abuse us. Would be nonsense if he were not in control. No matter what someone does to us, God will use it for good. For our good. For our good. Not just for good, but for our good. Okay, knowing this, we can forgive those who sin against us. E Again, this is not easy to do, and we need to ask Jesus for the grace to obey him. But when we do, he will help us. Have you ever experienced this? I don't know where you are in your relationship with your Heavenly Father. I don't know, but God does. And he's waiting for you. He's got an open space that's just got your name on it. It's for you. He created you for a purpose. He has a plan for your life. It's up to you what you do with it. He gave us freedom of choice. Are you going to mess it up? Are you going to fall into the category of understanding who he is and trusting him that he's got you? Because God is in control over everything, we can pray in faith. This is number five. Pray in faith. Pray that you will receive what you're praying for. It has to be in alignment with his will, of course. You know, he's not going to do something that's going to cause you more harm. But he, he understands your heart. He understands. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. This is Luke. If you want to look into this further, Luke 135-37, you'd have to reference before that to understand the whole story if you're new. Or if you just don't know the story, it's a good place to go to look for that. God's arm is not too short to save. I already said that, so I'm going to go on in here twice. So continue to pray to the Lord who multiplied the loaves and fishes, who opened blind eyes, who put a coin in a fish's mouth to pay the temple tax. Number six, God's control means we need not fear for our nation. Ooh, this is big, especially with our situation as it is right now in the world. I don't know about you, but it's very unsettling. Do I have control over it? No. Do I have a voice? 
Should I be bold in my voice? I think the Lord's telling me yes. I have the mic here for a reason. But I choose to um, choose the battles. And my battle is to have you understand relationship with God. Because for me, it's a bigger thing than what's going on in the world is understanding your relationship with the Lord. So if one of you receives something, a golden nugget that causes you to make a choice to move closer and want to know more and understand and have a relationship, personal relationship with the Lord, then I've done what I'm supposed to do right here, right now. I have quite a few listeners. And uh, if you want to connect with me, I would love to have you connect with me. How do you do that, you ask? Well, I'm so glad you asked. You go to Sue, S-U-E, freeze, spelled like fries. So Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me. Nobody reads my emails except for me. So you can just have at it. And uh, nothing will be a surprise for me. Believe me, the things I've heard, the things I've witnessed, nothing will surprise me. At least I don't think so. Uh, But God wants you. God wants to have a personal relationship with you. Even if you, this is something that I realized, is that I was valuable enough for him to send his son for me. Yeah, me. M-E. Me. Sue Freeze. And if he's, if he's willing to do that for me, he's willing to do that and he did do that for you. And even if you were the only person, it was worth it to him. Does that put value or worth in your mind? Because to me, it did for me. I, I, the tears were streaming down my face. When I felt that value of him making that sacrifice, as a parent, I can't imagine a bigger sacrifice. And he did that for me. So if he did that for me, he's, he wants to do it. He's done it for you. And maybe your eyes. I, I, I'm actually sensing someone right now. And, I, you know, um, praise God. Praise God. That was the best choice you could have made to just ask him into your heart. You don't have to clean up your act. You just have to be vulnerable enough to just expose and say, Lord, I'm here. I I want to know you. I'm choosing you over everything else. And I want to have a personal relationship. Please come into my life. Come into my life. And he'll hear you. And he heard you. He heard you. Congratulations. Please connect with me. Please connect with me and let me know. Because I just saw you. It's amazing how that happens. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, but that was, that was so big. And uh, I loved it. Six, God's control means we need not fear for a nation, right? Then the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Proverbs 21. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. In recent years, I don't know if I have ever seen so many people worked up about our country, our government, our president, and our leaders. This is so true. We need to remember to pray for our leaders, as God tells us in his word. And the main reason we are to pray is so that God will give us peace, that the gospel might spread and more people be saved. As the one person, at least I saw one person, get saved today on this, on this show. God is in control of our leaders. He can direct their hearts to do his will, whether they believe in him or not. So keep praying for our leaders. That's a good message right there. Pray for our leaders. Even if you don't believe in them, 
believe in your God. Seven, we can trust that he's working all things for good. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. And we were all created for his purpose, all of us. Are you going to fulfill your purpose in God's in this world? Are you going to, are you going to do that? It's up to you. Just as Joseph told his brothers what they intended for evil, God intended for good. We can't always see how something hard and painful can work for our good, but God promises he is doing that. Someday in heaven, we will know, and then all will make sense. But in the meantime, we need to trust that because God is over everything, he will work all we are going through for our good and his glory. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Did you hear that? Family members, did you hear that? Does that bring comfort? Does it bring peace? Eight, the Lord's control means he'll give us grace for everything. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. 1 Corinthians. God knows exactly what we need to conform us to Christ. He will not give us one ounce more than we can bear with his help. In Job, Satan had to ask God for permission for everything he did to Job, and God always placed limits on Satan. You can do this, but you cannot do that. God is in control of all things, Satan, demons, and every human being and every circumstance, and he won't let a single thing happen to us that he won't give us grace to handle. That's reassuring, isn't it? Boy, I'm running out of time. Nine, we can give thanks for and rejoice in all things. Rejoice in all things, not just the good things. Rejoice in all things. Ten, if God's in control, we can do all things without grumbling. Check yourself. Are you grumbling? Number 11, I'm, I'm not giving you all of this because I'm running out of time. 11, we can pursue holiness and sanctification, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed. So now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, the Christian life isn't easy. It is a life of following Jesus and seeking to obey his every command. It is a life of putting sin to death and sowing to the spirit. It's work. As one man said, we work out what God has worked in us. We work out what God has worked in us. But here is why we can do this, because God is at work in us and he is causing us to work for his glory and pleasure. We don't do this Christian life in our own strength, but in God's strength. Number 12, because God is king. We can trust that God will lead and guide us. So listen, so far, can you say that you trust God? If not, where do you go? What do you do? You pray for him to show himself in your life. Pray for him to embrace you. You have to ask him. You have to ask him. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. These Bible verses encourage me so much. Many, many times I've not known that God wanted me to do what to do next. I still have many questions about what he wants me to do in the future. I do. But I know that he is in control. He knows the future. He knows every single thing that I should do. And he desires to guide me even more than I desire his guidance. He has promised to personally counsel every one of his children with his eye upon us. 
What a comfort that is. 13, God will conform us to the likeness of Christ. You know, one of the IMs in Sue Free's Spelt Like Fries Warren.com is um, that you're victorious and that you're an ambassador to Christ. If you think about yourself as a spokesperson for Christ, an ambassador to Christ, it changes how you live your life if you really believe you are an ambassador to Christ. And it says you are. So if it says you are in the in scriptures, then you are. And we all will unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed in, into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. If it were up to me to make myself like Christ, I would have given up years ago. But God is in control. He has a plan for us. He has a plan for you. And even our weaknesses and failures can't stop the one who's in control of all things from fulfilling his plan for our lives. Isn't that nice? That is so nice. So... um, That's all I have for today, and I hope that this is hopefully life-changing for you. I'm hoping that it plants a seed. Mustard seed can move a mountain, right? So trust in him, and if you don't know how to do that, just ask him to help you with that, and he will. Ask, and you shall receive. Be a blessing each and every day, and uh, reach out to me, Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Goodbye for now. Ah, it's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.